0: Welcome to the ChatGPT podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Each episode, we dive into the latest developments in the exciting field of artificial intelligence, exploring its applications and potential impacts on our daily lives. How can ChatGPT help agriculture and farming? This is a question a lot of people have had, so I'm gonna go over a few ways that uh, ChatGPT can help farmers in agriculture, as well as we're gonna talk about Um, different ways that AI in general is helping in farming, and I'm going to talk about some really cool startups that are also helping with that. So as a language model, ChatGPT can support agriculture and farming in a variety of ways. Here's a couple of them, and also know that if ChatGPT is unable to do one of these specifically right now, it's something they're working on, and language models like ChatGPT can be also developed for farmers. One of them is that it can be trained on Ergonomic and weather data to make predictions on crop yields and identify the best areas for planting based on factors like soil type, climate, and local conditions. This is actually very useful. In addition, it can provide farmers with personalized advice and recommendations on planting, irrigation, pest control, and other key aspects of agriculture. It can also analyze large amounts of data on soil, climate, and market conditions, and it can help farmers make more informed decisions with that data about what crops to grow, and when to plant and harvest. So today we're going to talk about AI and its impact in agriculture and farming, which is actually a really interesting area. I recently put up a poll on my LinkedIn where I was asking people what areas they were most excited about AI and how it was going to change. And, you know, I think the majority of people said healthcare, and then there's some a bunch of people that said finance. Um, it's interesting that this was not a topic that was brought up in agriculture. And I think the reason why it's important is since 1974, the population of the globe has doubled, right? So we're around 8 billion people right now on the planet. Um, And in about 15 years, we're going to hit 9 billion, I guess the population growth is slowing, which you know, people like Elon Musk talk about. Um, Japan is seeing the struggles with that and are seeing issues there. But in any case, um, the population will grow. uh, And so finding ways for us to be um more effective with our food growth actually can have some really big impacts on the overall quality of life alleviating famine and hunger in the world so um, looking at how ai is helping agriculture and f- our food supplies is actually a pretty big um area and i actually found a very interesting company right now that is raising funds out of israel um, with a very interesting ai startup so i'll talk about that a little bit um later but you know the interesting thing is In order to survive today, farmers really need to be experts on fertilizers and soil and insecticides and, uh, you know, irrigation cycles, weather impacts, like all these different areas. And while there are so many incredible farmers, this is definitely something when you start talking about all that data that AI is really, really good at. And so, um, you know, beyond just trusting your gut your intuitions or maybe your own forecasted models, being able to use AI to help you forecast the best planting seasons, the best harvesting seasons, uh, and the best way to run your entire farm can be really, really powerful. Um, And I think another reason that this is so important and another area that this is so helpful is in crop harvesting and using AI to really help you automate your crop harvesting um, because we know there's a massive labor shortage um, in Europe, I've heard about it, and definitely here in America um, with people working on farms um, and helping out with harvesting and whatnot. And so that's definitely a trend that is on the decline. Um, it's, a, it's a relatively small percentage of our uh, workforce. Um, and it is a labor shortage, right? Like it's it's hard to get people that want to work in um, farms all the time. Uh, that's an area that farmers consistently say they struggle with. So this is a massive area for AI to come in. I think there's over 200 AI-based agricultural startups in the US alone right now. Um, and, you know, it's, it goes from harvesting to um, automating spray systems. Uh, there's companies like Plenty and App Harvest that are using AI and computer vision to kind of collect data on your crops. Um, and then they can adjust the environment in your greenhouses or whatnot to to better use that. Anyways, very interesting space, and I wanted to kick it off by talking about a new Israeli startup, um, which is developing a first-of-its-kind AI robot for picking tomatoes. Um, they said they specifically wanted to focus on tomatoes uh, because that is a large percentage of the cost of... Um, a large percentage of the cost of harvesting tomatoes is the labor so how this essentially works is you'll take a giant um, greenhouse let's say it's a 50 square meter greenhouse um, full of tomato plants you'll have five of these robots that can zip around the greenhouse and five of them it'll take them about a week to harvest everything so what these robots essentially are doing is they are driving around uh using computer vision to scan all of the plants um, this is kind of an interesting company because it combines AI, artificial intelligence, and robotics. But um, And essentially, these things are scanning the plants. They're looking at which ones are ripe, which ones are not. They have AI that determines. And then uh, when things are ripe, they'll have their arm reach out and pick the tomato. And it's kind of interesting, right, because tomatoes are... Uh, different than other crops. Um, you've probably seen, you know, like, for example, I've seen a video of someone harvesting almonds. They essentially can drive a tractor down an almond uh, an almond orchard, and um, there's a arm on the tractor that reaches out, and it shakes the almond tree, and all these almonds will fall off, and they have a net, big net that will catch them. And the thing is, you know essentially when all of the almonds are ripe. When all the almond plants are ripe, they have a season, you go and you can harvest them with the machinery like that. Tomatoes are different in a sense that Um, you have a whole bunch of tomato plants and depending on when the tomatoes were planted, especially when it's in a greenhouse, they can all become ripe at different times. And so determining, you know, when, when the tomatoes are ripe is like really important. And also you can have a batch of tomatoes where half of them are ripe a week earlier than the other half. And so having this to be able to drive around and know exactly uh which ones are ripe and which ones aren't is like a massive benefit and the really interesting thing that they said they're able to do is as the robots are driving around the warehouse uh, or uh, the greenhouse and are harvesting they're also um looking at how many tomatoes are on the are on all of the vines or on all the plants um, and they're able to help accurately forecast what their crop productions will be, so it's beyond just harvesting, they're actually helping bring data in so that the farmer knows, okay, it looks like uh, these where, these um, greenhouses are going to be producing this much, they can make their forecast models, they could let stores know we'll have a shipment of x amount of tomatoes because uh, they know exactly how much are coming in, um, and so yeah, it's a uh, It's really interesting, and I think fewer than um, 5% of the workforce in the EU and Europe are um, working in agriculture, and so, yeah, there's just, like, a really big labor shortage, and so this is something that can really come in and help a lot. So this company right now um, is called Metro Motion, and they say that they slash harvesting costs by 15%. And right now they're looking to raise $5 million to help scale up their production. I think to this point, they've already raised $10 million um, and have built this out. I think they're in a couple greenhouses with a couple uh, companies in the Netherlands, and they're about to kind of make their big debut in Israel, I guess, in the coming weeks at an agricultural conference there. So um, really interesting stuff is happening in the in this space, and I think that this is honestly one of the biggest ways we can really help um, combat food scarcity in the world, and uh, really help to increase our outputs and our automation when it comes to, you know, just what we're able to produce uh, from that perspective and in that industry. So really interesting company, um, really interesting space. I will keep an eye on this industry as it evolves and keep you up to date. So, you know, the latest that is happening in AI and also in AI agriculture. You've been listening to the ChatGPT podcast. Make sure to rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts and have a fantastic week.